You know, the thing that I try to remember every day is that no matter what happens today, I can do it. I am capable. And so no matter how heavy it is, just think to yourself that it's here to teach you something and it's not here to really beat you down, but only to teach you something. And so try to be open to the lesson so that the next day you can implement whatever lesson it is that you've learned. But, you know, life is life is tough. There are there are tough roads. But one thing we need to remember is that we individually are so unique. There is no one right now who is thinking the thoughts that you are. No one before you or after you is going to be you. And so that special thing that you have, we all need. And so no matter how hard it is, just get through. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. All right, hey, come on in. It's that time again for us to get some motivation, inspiration, get fired up. Let's encourage someone to let them know that when something comes up in life we're not prepared for, even if we are prepared for it, something comes up and we know it's not what we want, there's still a good life to live after that. Hey, today our guest on December 13th, 2017, was diagnosed with breast cancer. That diagnosis was a was a wake-up sleeper that never knew was within. All right, let's get to going here with this powerful message of overcoming breast cancer. Today, our guest is Sadie Maruska. Hi. Hello. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm blessed to have you here today with me. Thank you. So uh, we're all going to be blessed with you, with your smiling face. For the ones on the podcast, you need to go check her out and get that big, beautiful smile she has. (laughs) So that'll get you going during the day. So, all right, uh, Miss Sadie. So um, bad news came with the diagnosis. My mother had, uh, hers was lung cancer. But, uh, you know, whenever we hear that uh, big C word, yes, it's not, it, it, it's got that hard connotation with it. You know, it really no, one, does. no one hears it and goes, hey, okay. I mean, like a cough or a cold. <laughs> now, you hear that big C word, cancer, and all of a sudden, and, and I had a diagnosis, mine ended up being a false positive. Mm. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it makes you think a little different when you hear that that uh, cancer word. So, all right, Miss Sadie, I'm going to shut up for a minute and let you get on with your story. And we'll ask a few questions in between there. Okay. Um, Yes, absolutely. Like you just said, you hear the big C word and I don't know about everybody else. I just know what my experience was. And sitting in that office on December uh, 13th, just like you said, in 2017, I didn't hear anything else my doctor had to say after that. I remember being very much in my head going, okay, calm down, be calm. You can do this. You can handle this. It's okay. And then while my husband spent the time asking questions for me, 
And two real questions really stood out to me at the time. And of course, you hear cancer and you go, oh my goodness, I'm about to be dead. And mm -hmm. so what's going to happen to my children? My children at the time were six and 11. And so immediately my mind went to that and I thought, oh, please don't don't let them, don't let me go away from them at this young age. And then the other thought that came is like, okay, well, if I'm not going to die, if I, if I fight this and I get through this, am I happy with what I'm doing with my life? And the answer came back, no, you're not. And so those were the things that I had to contend with at, at that moment. Uh, that same day, I had to go get a blood test. And I remember calling my sister while I was waiting to get the blood test. And I said, and I, to tell her the news. And I said to her in that same conversation, I said, you know what? I really don't think this came to kill me. I think it came to teach me something. And I think my job is actually to just stay as open as possible to learn what it is that I'm meant to learn here the, you know, when we were leaving the, the office, the nurse said to me, oh my goodness, Jesus loves you because we were able to get all of your scans in one day, which hardly ever happens. And it was the following day. That was even more impressive. So the following day after the diagnosis, I spent the day at the hospital getting CAT scan, MRI, bone scans, all this to make sure that there's no cancer anywhere else since you you know, I know that you probably know what that's like since your mother has gone through that journey. Yeah, and had that uh, PET scan? Yes. That what it's called? Yes. Yes, yeah. so that they can check every major uh, organ in your body to see how many fronts you have to fight. So if this is a cancer that is in one section or if it has metastasized and now it mm -hmm. is, you know, in different parts of your body. And on Friday, that Friday, um, I got the call, the 15th, I got the call from my doctor that said, um, all of the scans were clear. It looks like we're only dealing with it in one area. And so that was an absolute blessing. And I was oh, so yes. gr grateful for that. Yes. And on Saturday, my family and I took off with another family on vacation, a vacation that we had planned a year in advance. And so I left cancer behind for a whole week. And thought, you know, it's going to be waiting for me when I get back. I don't need to, I don't need to take it with me and bother myself with it. I'm just going to enjoy myself. Um, and at that time, we still hadn't told the kids because we wanted to get as much information as possible before we spoke to the children. And so we went on vacation. We came back on the 23rd of December. And as soon as we touched down in on American soil and I turned my phone on, the, the buzzing started. All these messages for all the things that needed to be done. And so I met my oncologist on the 26th of December, 2017. And the plan at the time, the, the plan that we went with was that I was needed to have chemo first. Uh, a lot of times with breast cancer, there's a surgery first and then chemo and then radiation. But because of the size and the, the way that my cancer looked, they needed to shrink it so that they wouldn't have to take as much skin and I would be able to have reconstruction because that was the original plan. Mm -hmm. So 
the plan was to go with chemo, the eight rounds of chemo, starting on January 2nd, 2018. So the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018, all very um, whirlwind type deals. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so I started chemo on the 2nd of January. And right away, we could see that the cancer was responding to the chemo. It was shrinking. Of course, I lost all my hair and all of the very fun things that happen when you're going through chemo. And I finished chemo in April of 2018. On May 1st of 2018, I went in for a double mastectomy, which was supposed to be a double mastectomy with reconstruction. So I also at the same time had expanders put in. Uh -huh. And I say it that way because today I do not have breasts. I do not have implants. I have nothing. And okay. that's because the, the left side of uh, wouldn't heal, wouldn't stop producing fluid. So we took the expander out of the left side and we left it in the right side. Uh, the right side was where my cancer had been diagnosed, and I was starting radiation about four weeks, four, six weeks after my surgery, because we had to let it heal a little bit before we started radiation. Mm -hmm. And so I did radiation on the right side with the expander in, and thankfully it lasted through that. But then right at the end, when I was done with radiation, and I was done with radiation in July of 2018, um, it, about a month and a half later, I developed an infection on that side. So we took out that expander. And around that same time, my doctor said, I'm going to give you a prescription for a prosthetic bra that you can wear until you can go in and get the expanders put back in and then do the reconstruction. And I said, great. And I went in to get this prosthetic bra and I'm looking around and I'm, I'm really contemplating this. I'm really thinking about this. I'm going, and I said to the lady there, I said, so you mean to tell me that I can just have my breasts on demand? And she said, yes, we can uh -huh. fit anything. We can retrofit anything to fit the, your prosthesis. So yes, you can just have breasts when you want them or how you want them. And I said, and so in my head, I thought, well, why then am I going to go through extra surgeries to do the reconstruction? Okay. I'd already gone through one surgery. Uh, no, no surgery is fun. So there, there was that. And I was 50 years old or about to be 50 years old. I had two children that I'd already fed and I thought, I don't necessarily need to have a reconstruction. So I made the decision after talking to my husband and made the decision not to have reconstruction. Okay. And, and that's where I am after that. And the cancer, the time that you have when you have cancer and you have to take care of yourself, you have to slow down, you have to allow people to help you and you have to really go within with all these questions that you had. Remember that question that said, am I doing what I want to do? And the answer was no. And you have to really be open to 
what the possibilities are or could be. It gives you a lot of time to think. It gives you a lot of time to really evaluate what's happening within your life. And one thing that I, I really realized besides staying open was the need that we have to be so busy all the time um, to move our bodies. Even if we're not getting anything done, we're moving, 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 moving. <laughs> and that's one thing that I no longer subscribe to. I no longer move my body unintentionally. I no longer do things unintentionally. I take the time to do things because they, they're they intentionally what I want to accomplish or what I want to do in that moment. So yeah, it seems like we're in a hurry to go nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, there's things that got to be done. Yes, mm-hmm. there's things we we choose to get done. Yes, there's things we got to do with our children or whatnot. I don't have children, but with children or not. Uh, of course, with my dog, I can say with my dog or whatever. But again, mm-hmm. it seems like there's a things that there's a difference in what we really have to get done and need to get done than things that we think is more important and we get in a hurry to really get nothing. Yeah. So for me, it was about becoming very intentional about the things that I wanted to do, the things that I Mm -hmm. wanted to accomplish and what I needed to do in order to accomplish those things. And it wasn't about, I have to, I have to, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this in a mode that is very frenetic. It was more of, this is where I want to go. What is going to get me there? So I'm going to do this thing that's going to get me there. And if I don't get to it today, you know what? I'm going to give myself some grace. I'm going to be okay. I can do it tomorrow. Or if circumstances mean that I have to push it until next week, that's what I'm going to do. But I'm not going to get stressed. Stress was one thing that I decided really needed to have no part in my life. I'm not going to get stressed. Amen, sister. (laughs) Kick stress out every opportunity you get. Yes. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do things just because I feel like I have to, I have to, I have to. I want to do more things because I want to, because this is what's going to get me to where I want to be. So I need to, but not, I have to, I have to, have to, have to, have to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of those things, I think, were magnified after cancer. I think I had some inclination to them before, but they were really magnified after cancer. And I say a lot, I tell people a lot that cancer, what cancer did for me, it was it brought me front and center, front face to face with my mortality. Mm hmm. The thing is that we all know we're going to die because nobody's lived forever. I mean, if they have, somebody needs to show me who they are, but we're all going to die. And, but we all live as if we're not. And what cancer did was it said to me, you are going to die and you're going to die someday. So the time that you actually have right now, you need to make the most of it needs to be intentional. You need to to use every moment that you have to do the things that mean the most to you. Spend 
the time with the people that mean the most to you and accomplish those things that really light up your soul because you really don't have time to hate everything that you're doing, hate everyone that you're around. And then when something happens, you go, I wish I had when you're at, on your deathbed, I wish I had, I should have, I really wanted to. You have to go, you have to consider that, you know, you and I are sitting here having this conversation. And as soon as this conversation is over, God forbid, anything could happen. Your roof could collapse on your head. And there it is, mm -hmm. right? My roof could collapse on my head. That's and right. there it is. So I don't say that so that we think about we're going to die tomorrow all the time. But I do say that so that we are aware of our mortality, that we are aware that the, the time that we waste is time that we can't get back. And so the time that we have, every moment that we have, we have to use as wisely as we possibly can. I'm thinking about when you said earlier uh, that if you don't get something done today, hey, I got tomorrow. And if it's not overwhelmingly to me, I'll push it off next week if I need to. You know, it goes back to the guy that, uh, who's, it, who's it said, uh, why put off tomorrow when you do it today? Hey, my little motto now is why put off tomorrow when I put it off for six months? Okay? <laughs> and because I, I try as little as possible to get stressed out over things. If it takes me a couple extra days to do things, hey, as long as it gets done and it's not hurting no one else, Hey, right. let's, let's do it. Hey, so Miss Southern Bell, thank you for coming in. We've met before here. And Miss Southern Bell saying to you, nice information. Hi. And she's great. saying to you, uh, right there, great advice. Oh, thank you, Miss Southern Bell. Appreciate you. you coming in and meeting here with uh, Sadie uh, Maruska. Yeah. So thank you for coming in. Uh, all right. Now, let me ask this question here. We've only known each other here for... 17 minutes and 13 <laughs> seconds on the uh, podcast, but you have a contagious smile and a laughter. And I'm wondering, did cancer bring this on? Did you change your life? Were you negative or were you just always as upgoing, upbeat and personality person here? That That's a, that's a good question. And it is a question that I get asked often. Um, and I'm realizing, I think that just as cancer magnified some of the th other things, like magnified the things that you already know, I think post-cancer kind of magnifies what was already there. And I say that because when I was going through the, the, the process, I would go to chemo every two weeks and I would meet my nurses and we would do the whole thing. And one day I went in, I think it was maybe the, the third session, my third session. And the nurse said, she said, oh, my goodness, I just love it when you come in here. I said, really? I said, well, that's nice. Thank you. She says, yeah, because you're always so positive and upbeat. And she says, and that's what's going to help you get through this cancer. And I thought about that. And I was like, I just thought everybody was like that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Or at my, least. My, my mom was like you. She was positive. Now, she didn't laugh as much as you do, uh, but she's positive. I mean, she's 82, and she just got out of the hospital a few weeks ago with uh, pneumonia. 
82 years old, pneumonia doesn't go well together. No, and she wow. was in the hospital and in rehab for two months mm. before she finally got through. Uh, her cancer was 17 years ago, 18 years ago, and she fought it. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, oh, who can't think of the Zig Ziglar. My, one of his quotes and comments, and I don't know it per se, word for word, but basically he said, being a positive person doesn't mean nothing's going to happen. No negative's coming, but right. it means you can handle it better than if you were a negative person. Right. I think what it does is that it allows you to look not at not at the, the negative part of it, but at the positive part of it, right? Um, I say that if, if my cancer didn't come, would I be doing what I'm doing now? I don't know. Maybe I would have just kept going along the path that I was going where I was just working a job because it was paying me mm -hmm. a paycheck. Uh, so cancer kind of shook that up. And cancer has um, really allowed me to think bigger for myself and for my family. It has allowed me to, to want uh, bigger, to, to, to give more uh, to the people that I know and to my family. And so all of those things, can I say that, it, that, you know, that it, cancer was horrible. What I went through was tough. You know, I, there was pain, there was frustration, there was, there was anger at some times, but at the end of the day, what it brought was more clarity, uh, more intention, uh, more positivity, if, it, if that's even a possibility. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that it really just depends on how we choose to frame what's happening to us, um, how we choose to frame the things that come, because things are going to always come. But how do you frame it? And do you frame it in a way that's going to continue to keep you down in every moment? Or do you frame it in a way where you feel your feelings, you go through the experience, and then you say, but you know what, that doesn't define every experience that is coming. It only defines this moment. So it defines this moment okay, I'm going through it in this moment and I'm going to deal with it as best as I can in this moment. But all the moments that come after that, I get to decide. I get to decide if I'm going to be negative or positive about them. I get to decide if it's going to be a thing that enriches me or a thing that pulls me down. And so that's where I think a lot of us fail. We think that we just have to go along with whatever comes and that we have no power. And my message is always, and in what I do um, as an equity inclusion consultant, what, uh, what I live with my family is that, no, we are powerful individually. What we think, how we feel, the, um, what we hold dear is important. And we individually can make amazing change in this world if we believe in the power that we individually hold. I'm just sitting there thinking how, how what you just mentioned and here, the big, huge advice you're giving is not just uh, for cancer, it's for any situation that comes in yes. and, you know, and how we're, how we're dealing with it and everything. And it goes back to this uh, quote, and I told you I love it when I read it a while ago, and we'll bring it up now. You said, we each hold a piece of the social puzzle. 
what yes. we choose to do with it determines how the story evolves. Okay. Yes. Whatever circumstance, how we deal with, how we determine to deal with it is going to determine, yeah, how it evolves and what's going to come, you know, before or afterwards. So, yes. Uh, when, because- I, when I went through my little scare and everything, um, and, you know, when I first got the diagnosis of cancer and everything, until we found out every, uh, otherwise later on, um, that it was, I, I, other people say false positive. I say it's a God thing. I mean, because <laughs> I had two tests to verify I had something going on. Now, yes. you, can say, you can say one test, it may be a false positive, or it may have been uh, somebody put in the wrong information, or someone misread, or whatever. But you got two tests that are corroborating each other. Uh, it was a God thing to me is what mm, I feel. But, yeah. um, but I was telling people and depending, and I'm, I'm not, not downing anybody particularly in, in things, but uh, I tell people I've made this one comment and just one comment can would, would to me, to me yeah, would determine if they're a believer or not. And mm-hmm. when I mean believer, I don't necessarily mean believer life, living, death, everything, believing in God. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying which spiritual is over anybody else, just one I believe in. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you can, you can tell. And the thing, what I would say is um, if I'm given, let's say they give me six weeks to live because yeah. of what they found. I said, that gives me plenty of time to go to the people that I love and tell them I love them and thank them for everything they've done for me in life. Now, yeah. let's say you get in there and dig around and you say, man, you got 20 more years and everything. That gives me all the time to go to all my people I love and say, thank you for what <laughs> you've done for me. And I love them. So yeah. I said, I, I told them I'm in a win-win situation. And again, depending on who you talk about, they're either scratching their head or they're saying, yep, you're right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever time it is, it gives you that much time to figure out how to let people know you care about them and, and leave whatever it is that you want to leave for sure. That's right. Well, man, this has been amazing. Yeah. I tell you, you got a story now. Let me ask Sarah, have you uh, written a uh, book on your experience <laughs> through this yet? I have not written a book, but you are also not the first person to say. Uh, <laughs> so maybe the, maybe the universe is trying to tell me something. I don't you, know. You but. need to write a book on it. Okay. need to write a book. Uh, and again, it's uh, you put in the, the good, the bad, and what they call the ugly. Yeah. I mean, because if you just uh, tell all the good stuff, people going through it, reading it, are going, well, I haven't experienced all this because they're dealing oh, with the bad right now. You got to have all stuff. that in there. Don't don't Absolutely. let someone tell you uh, not. You got to have it in there. Okay. And what I end up doing with mine, because I've written a book, other couple of books beforehand. What I did to make it easier for me is I journaled everything that day. Yes. Uh, whatever happened to me that day, who mm-hmm. I talked to, whatever was talked about. And, it, and then uh, the next day, whatever I didn't write down everything, just whatever big happened right. that I, and right. then, and then I just took the journal, boom, there was a book. It was, it was basically done. So uh, from there, but yeah, you need, well, you need to put do, this together. I do have some journals since, since that time. So there yeah. you go. You, you need to, it'll make it a lot easier when you, when you're trying to go back and remember now what happened. Cause mine actually goes like week one, day one, September yeah. 20, 29th, week one, day two, September 30th. Mm-hmm. And went and went for six weeks uh, with mine. So, wow. All yeah. right. But hey, don't be afraid if it takes you a while to write your book. My first book 
took me 12 years to finally get it done. Wow. So, so don't, don't wow. think you, don't think you have to get it done. And, you know, people say what? they got this 30 day program. Uh, <laughs> Don't feel like you have to push in 30 days. It yep. takes as long as it takes and, yep. and it'll finally get out there. Yep. That, absolutely. All right, Sadie. Well, thank you for coming in and sharing your thank story. You. And I know that um, someone's going to catch up on this with uh, going through cancer, breast cancer particularly. And they're going to uh, come to the YouTube and see your smiling face and they're going to love you. And uh, again, on the podcast itself, go look up this uh on YouTube and you'll see how uh, beautiful she is and how positive she is with her smile and her laugh and go from there. Be sure to share this Thank out to you. everyone too, that, you know, this is, it, it don't, and don't think it has to be just cancer. Again, it's right. substitute her breast cancer into spinal cord injury like me or substitute into something. The message is still the same here, providing hope for you and to stay positive. So, Hey, Sadie, uh, tell people your uh, websites and social media. They may want to uh, question and talk with you. I would love that. My website is diversitydish.com. And that is because it's the name of my podcast and it's easy for people to remember. So it's diversitydish.com. And there you can find information about my consulting, my speaking. You can find all the podcast episodes. And there's also there a program that I have, which is called Educate to Elevate, which is a racial sensitivity program that um, for anyone. All right. Awesome. And uh, again, thank you for being here. Now, um, uh, Sadie, you. we know there's people hurting and struggling today. And if you can leave us with one final message, positive message, uh, gold nugget that they can hang on to to get them through today, that'd be a blessing. Yeah, well, you know, the thing that I try to remember every day is that no matter what happens today, I can do it. I am capable. And so no matter how heavy it is, just think to yourself that it's here to teach you something and it's not here to really beat you down, but only to teach you something. And so try to be open to the lesson so that the next day you can implement whatever lesson it is that you've learned. But, you know, life is life is tough. There are there are tough roads. But one thing we need to remember is that we individually are so unique. There is no one right now who is thinking the thoughts that you are. No one before you or after you is going to be you. And so that special thing that you have, we all need. And so no matter how hard it is, just get through. Get through. As they would say in Southern part of the world where I'm from, they would tell you to hang in like a hair in a biscuit. So, <laughs> all right. Now then, don't. Then learnt you something here. Hair and a biscuit. Hang in like a hair and a biscuit. Did. So, <laughs> all right, Miss Sadie, thank you again for coming in. Everybody else, be sure to share thank us out you. to someone you know that can use some inspiration, and she's a good one to learn from. Go to her visitor website, any social media, do the old Google search, and you'll find her. So, yes. everybody else, this is Dr. James Perdue, the Professor of Perseverance. Thank you for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast for motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. 
For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.